Welcome in. It is the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. It is episode 56, the Lawrence Taylor edition. We're coming to you on December 22nd, 2022, the shortest day of the year. So that means Friday. Days are going to be starting to get a little bit longer, which is good. Mirror Positivity podcast. I know it is miserably cold where Grant and Ethan are, and they are in the same place today. I am back in the uh, frozen tundra of North Dakota. I survived the uh, snowstorm. Now I just got to try to get through this cold spell. But and you survived that heart attack of an NDSU game on Friday. I survived that heart attack of an NDSU game on on Friday. And Vikings had quite the comeback. And there was a World Cup champion was crowned. But you and, undersell both of those. Well, you know. We're, we'll get into it. There's there's more, but fellas, how was how was the weekend? You guys do anything exciting? We're recording this on Monday. We did, we did Christmas present or Christmas at my parents' house, so we did ah. uh, we did some Christmas presents. Um, what else did we do? We played some games, played a trivia game, and I asked uh, my family members what the uh, national animal of Canada is. And as we all know, Cheryl, she yelled lion. So she thinks the lion is the Canadian national animal. So well, there's, for what it's worth, what it's worth, I thought it was going to be a moose. I was going to um, say moose too. What, but it's a beaver. It's a beaver. It's a beaver. It's a beaver. The no fight, kidding. The, yep. the fighting bees from Oregon State. That's why Pie Weather called the Canucks. Aren't those technically after beavers? Oh god. Like sort, like sort of the same thing. I, they look similar. Might be, they might be something. Be something now, gosh actually. damn it! I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. What is a Canuck? It sure looks like a beaver, and it sounds like a beaver. It's got to be. There's a lot of yeah. I uh, it Canuck is. It's just a Canadian. Oh, according to uh, Google, the old Google. Canadians. That is like a Canuck. It looks more. A a Canuck. This looks nothing like a beaver. There's there's nothing like a beaver. I mean. Uh, maybe the national national animal is actually a shark. No, that's definitely free willy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really that pissed is. off free willy. <laughs> that's free willy. That is. Well, we feel ridiculous. As you should. I. Uh, uh-huh. I there's yeah. I I didn't do a whole, kind of. There was a bison game Friday, which was we'll we'll get into shortly here. Well, you were and, stuck uh, inside too. Yeah, and. I ended up because of the snowstorm. I ended up having to work a little bit on Saturday, so but I, I was done by eleven, so it wasn't too bad. The uh, got the get home in time for the uh, for the Vikings game, and then Saturday night went over to a buddy's house, and he has like this this horse racing game that you play with quarters, and it's like cards, and it was it was a gambling game. And I was, uh, there were a couple of times I was about dead in the water, came back to life. I started with $20. I went back to my house with 22. So I almost had a gallon of gas covered. Big winner. I won $18 on scratch offs my parents gave me for Christmas. So, hey, that's a win. win. Hannah won seven. So, I mean, you know, we got a nice little, little half dinner. That's 25 bucks right there. Yeah, yeah, 25 bucks will get you somewhere in today's world. Somewhere. Not a lot of places. Not, not anymore, but 
Not anymore. A drink and a burger. That's all you need. That's you're halfway to a good night. Exactly. You're halfway to a good night. Halfway. But yeah, so Friday night, the bison are going back to Frisco. They are looking for one for the other thumb as they go for their 10th straight national title in 10 years. They be took down the incarnate word 35 32. Yes, it'll be 10 and 12. 10 12. Is that what I said? I think you said 10 and 10 or 10 straight. Oh, I thought I said they were going for one for the one for the other thumb. Yeah, and then and then some weird stuff came out, but hey, 10 and 12 years. That's beyond impressive. Mm-hmm. And in a game where the Bison got down 16-0, and then a muff punt that where gave the Bison a short short, uh, short field, and then a holding called and pushed them back. They ended up having to settle for a field goal, but 16-3. And then right after that, Incarnate Word drove right down the field and was looked like they were going to go up 24 or 23-3, but... The uh, good play by Destin Talver to not give up on the play and push the receiver out of bounds where the incarnate word receiver wasn't able to maintain possession of the ball, called it an incomplete pass. And you get it to fourth down, and a the crowd of 12,570, I believe, uh, were able to force the uh, incarnate word center into snapping it early, and Lindsey Scott wasn't able to get a handle on it. And after that, that kind of chain flip momentum for the bison the bison went down and scored and we're actually leading at halftime 17 16 and in a game where in the second half the bison jumped out again and it kind of felt like they were going to they've seized the momentum seized control they were going to cruise to a easy win to incarnate words credit they did not give up they scored the next two touchdowns and then bison scored the next two they were able to get a field goal and the defense, which they gave up 500 and some yards, but I felt the, the defense, they played well enough. They kept them in the game. They came up with some crucial stops. There are a couple of big fourth downs that the, that the uh, Bison D were able to come up with and get a stop. Lindsey Scott Jr. is a dude that there's no disputing that. That guy can play some ball. But in the end, Bison defense was able to force four turnovers. Cam Miller did not have his best game by any metrics. Dawson Weber actually was the leading receiver receiver for the Bison with two interceptions. Cam Miller was one of 12 for five yards. But the NDSU running attack stepped up. Kobe Johnson ran for 136 yards and three touchdowns. Cam Miller ran for 132 yards. TK Marshall had another 66 as a team the bison ran for 328 yards and in the end as grant likes to say there's no such thing as style points in football this isn't gymnastics a win is a win and the bison are going back for their 10th national title and we got a border battle i feel like this this was a championship 10 years in the making like the FCS finally got the game they want because, you know, it's a rivalry game. It's the two best teams in the FCS. And, you know, these teams aren't going to lay down. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to blow, blow blow anyone out of this game. But even even if they do, there will at least be some buildup and some buzz for this game. So they might get some people to watch a little more. 
Yeah, and it's the opposite almost. So they always put them on the same side of the bracket for how many years? Like this is the first time there's actually, I guess last year would have been the other realistic chance to mm -hmm. play each other. But it seems like they've always tried to stay away from this game in a way, which is crazy. Yeah, well, that and then because they NCA wanted to save money, so they'd always put them because, oh, hey, Brookings is a short bus ride up from Fargo. Yeah. And it was it would have been yeah last year in last year in twenty one and then the only other time that I can think of where there was a possibility was in seventeen when South Dakota State went out to James Madison and uh, James Madison won that was an ugly game for South Dakota State I think they had South Dakota State had like nine turnovers in that game. You know, I remember, I remember hearing about that, you know, Dylan, it was, you know, was it the national semifinal and you see the stat line and it's like, they had nine turnovers. Like, did they turn over on every single possession they had? That's just, that's just not up. I think the quarterback had five interceptions. I mean, we thought, we thought Tampa Bay fell apart yesterday and that was only half of what South Dakota state did in that game. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was, uh, there were, and Incarnate Word, they, they're a uh, spoiler alert. They were a lot better than the uh, last time they went out. And they <coughs> came up to Fargo in 2014. They scored a touchdown in this game. They scored and multiple touchdowns. Multiple touchdowns. And I was saying when Bison got down 16 nothing, you know, there's, there's a lot of game left. Bison have them right where they want them. I felt that they just needed to get a little bit, find some momentum, that muff punt that just – I get you could basically classify it as an unfortunate bounce for Incarnate Word, where just guy punt returner kind of lost his footing, slipped it, bounced off his back, and NDSU recovered it, and they score, but they get a holding negates it, and they get pushed back. They don't really gain anything out after it, so they have to settle for a field goal, and it was like all right, sixteen three, and then. They incarnate word wasn't rattled at all. They just go down and score, like I said, and then, or I thought they had a score, but it was uh, originally called. But after the review, he clearly bobbled it and didn't maintain possession of it. And NDSU took that, and it just seemed like there there was a little more juice, a little more pep in the step on the offensive side of the ball, and went down and scored and fast. And just kind of settle in from there. The run game wasn't really – weren't able to stop it at all. Uh, there was a couple times I thought Incarnate Word got a little bit too aggressive, a little bit too cute. Like like I said, on that possession where they thought they had a touchdown, if they kicked the field goal, they still go up 19-3. to And then at another crucial spot too was is at the end of the game when it was a fourth and four and they could have – and they were incarnate word was down 35 32. They could have kicked the PAT. They were in field goal range, but decided against it. And NDSU was able to get a stop. So if they go, if they kick the field goal there, it's 35 35. And who knows what happens? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I started, I was after work on Friday, I went, went to the gym and I was kind of following the game on my phone. And then I see it starts out um, 16 16 rip. And I'm like, ooh, this isn't looking. And then I check, and, the, and then they said, you know, oh, NDSU, you know, they received a, a muff punt or a special teams mistake from a current award at the two. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, well, they're going to they're gonna punch us in. And then when they saw when I saw they got the field goal, I was thinking, 
is this almost the recipe for them to lose a home semifinal game? You know, they're, you're down 16 rip. You can't get a field, can't get a touchdown in the red zone. I just had a quick thought in the back of my head think, Maybe this is how you beat this team, or it's just it's just not meant to be. A lot of weird games this season. But then I checked a little later at halftime, and it was seventeen sixteen, and I was like, oh, well, they're they're going to win this game. And uh, you know, in Carnival Ward, they played with their food a little bit, and then you know, it came back to bite them in the ass with a little a uh, little heartburn, known as that NDSU running game. Yep. Man, it was, uh, and, and you the credit. Credit to the NDSU defense, too, because they kept them in it. There were so plenty of times where it felt like the game was kind of really like where the floodgates were going to open for Incarnate Word, but NDSU was able to get some stops. There was there was another when the Incarnate Word was in NDSU uh, field, side of the field, and it was a fourth and short, and NDSU was able to get a stop, too. It was just finding a way. That's just been the nature of this team and they've especially with the amount of injuries that they've had racked up and continue to rack up this three weeks is going to be nice hopefully they'll be able to get a handful of those guys back and healthy and and said in the post game that there were a couple of the guys that were out if they had a couple of more days to get ready for it they probably would have played but they weren't able to so now with this extended time off they'll be able to get healthy And the real question is this, is Frisco, Texas going to be able to have enough beer to support this title game that's coming their way? Or, or do, do they do they know what's coming? That's the real question. I would I would think because well, the, the uh, well, the first year that NDSU made it there, they actually ran out of beer. So yeah. I feel like they've they're fairly well prepared for uh, for what's about to happen. So hopefully they uh they they understand and it's it's a sun it's a Sunday on ABC at noon in primetime of sorts, so I'll be uh, I'll be able to watch it down on the golf course on a golf course in Arizona. Jeez, you can have one one hell of a trip there because it's not terrible. Isn't that the same weekend where that Monday night's the national title game for for the big boys? It is. It is. Holy shit, Dylan. Could could be a could be a good couple of days. Could be a sad couple of days. But Michigan's got to win first. We'll worry about we'll worry about that when time comes. Yes. But Ethan, you got any thoughts? It's gonna be a classic game. I mean, it's gonna be amazing. Just those two, like two easily the two best teams in the FCS battling it out here in three weeks. Uh, honestly, whoever can run the ball is probably gonna win that game. Yeah. For sure. And it looked like SDSU opened as two and a half point favorites. I saw tonight before I uh, got on here, started recording. Cause their only blemish is, is uh, week one against Iowa this year, correct? Yep. 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 And yeah, NDSU's got some revenge on their mind and we'll preview that game as it uh, gets, as it gets closer. But there wasn't uh, there wasn't a whole lot of college football going on. Did you guys watch any of the bowl games? Absolutely not. No, dude, these, <laughs> these, these first bowl games are absolute dog shit. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get through Christmas first, and then even, even then, some of these other games, there, it's not a good bowl year. No, well, me, me, me personally, 
Yeah, well, and I was looking because I have been saying for the last couple of weeks we'll discuss the uh, discuss some bowl games, but even the ones co- coming this week, they're not very good. So I guess we're just going to push it back another week, and we'll well, be and then, we'll we'll discuss the bowl games and the uh, and the playoff games as well. Because if I'm not mistaken, I know Bijan announced he's going to the NFL today. Is he he's he's not playing in the Alamo Bowl for Texas, is he? I no clue. I know I know Bryce Young and Will Anderson said they're playing. Well, they graduated, and I think that's just the special culture that Saban has. Because if I, you remember, in 2019, it's well, it would have been January 1 at 20 when they played Michigan. Was it the Citrus or the Capital yeah, One Bowl? Citrus Bowl. It was. Citrus that, Bowl. It was the old Capital One Bowl, but yeah, the old Capital One. I mean, they had all their horses who could have went yeah. to the NFL. They they all played. So maybe I think it's just something special that Nick has down there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. For the players, they don't want to skip out. They want to finish. They want to finish their career. Yeah, well, and I know. Oh God, I don't that that Kentucky Iowa game. I don't know who they're who who is going to be. It's going to be a who's who of who's going to be playing quarterback in that one because Levis is done. Do we have a Deuce Hogan revenge game? That's what I'm saying. I I think it's possible. That'd be great. I mean, you got to think. I don't know. Kentucky's got to give someone a shot because they they need a quarterback for next year. Yeah. Believe it or not, that there's actually a decent Thursday, December 29th is actually a decent slate of games. Uh, you got okay. Syracuse, Minnesota at one, Oklahoma, Florida State at 4:30. How Oklahoma State got to play a nine and three Florida State team, I have no idea. Uh, did you 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 read what school they represent? Oh yeah, it's right? Oklahoma. I'm just yeah. making sure they have the six Jordan, six. They have the Jordan logo. You know that, True. right? And then the nightcap sure. is Texas, Washington. It, so that's a pretty good. And then also another game I'm kind of excited for is the day before it's the 28th um, played at Petco Park. You got I said Dylan just had a stroke. <laughs> no, yeah, just- for some reason my. My Wi-Fi, every time I go over, it switches over to John Wilkes Bluetooth when it needs to be on the rat's nest. I don't know why. Every time we record, it's been doing that lately. Your face, like, barely moved. Also, you just started talking again. Like, it didn't look like you actually, like, you actually looked like you had a stroke. And it's funny. As as you came back, I was like, we're going to have this whole rat's nest, John Wilkes Bluetooth Wi-Fi that you always talk about, but you can't talk about. It's killing me. I need to know this story. Well, I I will tell it when we're when we're done recording. That is not uh, suitable for the uh, for the airwaves. Oh come on! You coward! <laughs> <laughs> it it's it's one of those things. If you know, you know. Well, apparently we don't know. I guess we're not. We're not I know nothing. You, well, you will in about like well, however long we, however long we ramble. But so you cut out. You know, this game is at Petco Park. Park. Yeah, which is the uh, and I believe Gus and Joel are on the call there. That used to be that is the uh, the it's a San old Diego poinsettia holiday. bowl. Yeah, now it's the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. My that's God, a, is that a name? That's a mouthful yeah, for it's you. The, it, it was the poinsettia holiday bowl or something like that. Oh my God! And catch this: the Gophers game is the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripes Bowl. <laughs> that's fantastic. I just the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's a classic. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Oh, yeah, oh. Speaking one. of which, the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is. I just saw a thing today that said that both coaches have agreed to a Mayo bath. Whoever wins. 
so disgusting. That's so bad. Oh, no. Well, who was it? Will Levis said he puts mayo in his coffee. Yeah, he should automatically not be drafted in the first yeah, round. Yeah, no, he's not drafted at all. Not drafted at all. No, I agree. A thousand percent. That's a, that's go to a, a freaking psych ward. That's an undraftable offense. I mean, I'm not even a coffee guy, but that's just crazy. That's disgusting. That's just it's, disturbing. It truly is. I don't I – mean, I just drink mine straight black, so. And then and just some of these bowl names just they, – they kill me. There's a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's the Barstool Bowl. She, yeah, Dave's having a hell of a time having Ohio and Wyoming. Oh, yeah. On, on Craig Bowl. Yeah. Craig Bowl, baby. Uh, yeah, stand up. Stand up, Craig Bowl. When I was looking uh, before I looked at game tickets for the Michigan TCU game, I was looking at possibly going to that. But uh-huh. uh, I, I think I actually have a buddy that's going to that game because he lives down there. But I'm not going to be going to the uh, going to the college football playoff game. That is a uh, also, little bit too want, much out of my price range. You want to know something that's ridiculous, guys? So this, the cheese at bowl between Oklahoma and Florida State is in Orlando. Yep. Okay. Yes. A couple days later. Yeah, it was a new one. It's called the cheese at Citrus Bowl, also in Orlando. Hey, man, they got the money. This is ridiculous. They got the money. And, I mean, like, what the hell is wrong with this? Uh, and, like, the bowl game Michigan's playing in. The college football semifinal at the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. What happened to the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl? The Tostitos quit shelling out money for it. That's that exactly so- what all this is. This, and this is, is the money. It used to be the PlayStation PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Well, the people who play the PlayStation pee sitting down, so we're not even going to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't Ethan have a PS4, PS3, whatever it is? I'll do a PS4. Um, well, well, makes he, sense. I, mean, <laughs> I don't use it. He's still pee sitting down. So yeah. it's, it's okay. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, some of these bowl names are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, welcome to uh, it's whatever whoever throws the most money. I we need to bring back the traditional, but the ticket smarter Birmingham bowl going to Birmingham is not smart. That's a horrible bowl name. You know that that's where they used to play the Iron Bowl every year. Was that? That's where they used to play the Iron Bowl every year. Was in Birmingham. Oh, really? Is that the capital of Alabama? Because no, if it is that kind Alabama, of no, I think the capital is. I want to say the capital is Montgomery. Yeah, you're right. It is. Who's right, me or Dylan? It's Montgomery. Oh, all right. Never mind. And, I'm just confused. But I and may feel maybe, but I feel like they have like media days, SEC media days there too. So why wouldn't they just have it in Atlanta? I think they – or they used to have it in Birmingham, but, yeah, they moved it to Atlanta. That makes sense. I mean, the Falcons built that big, beautiful stadium. I mean, they got to fill it up for something because yeah. the Falcons aren't doing that. They don't have Chick-fil-A, though, so it's kind of pointless. Yeah, so stupid. Uh, the, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, that's a classic. The Valero There's... Alamo Bowl still is a tra- that name, the traditional name. Oh, that's, and that's how it should be. Uh, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, that's still a uh, the same one. Well, before it used to be just like the Gator Bowl, but now it's just yeah. Ridiculous. Well, they all have people Sponsored. that are yeah sponsored. Pretty much money out of my. But the it. Uh, the Cheez It Bowl is the one that used no. But there's the 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 ReliaQuest Bowl that used to be the Outback Bowl, which is ab- an absolute travesty 
that they got rid of the Outback Bowl. Like we don't yeah, get so it. We don't get the boom boom shrimp or, the, or whatever the shrimp is in the blooming onion guys battling it out. Shrimp and the blooming onions. I'm an Iowa fan. I'm an expert at the Outback Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> This is and it's in Tampa. It's a great area. I, who doesn't love Outback Steakhouse? People who pee sitting down. So PlayStation players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Allstate Sugar Bowl, I'm glad that stayed the same. Yep. The, well, the, oh, cat, well, the Orange Bowl, that's changed every – I think I'm pretty sure it's had, like, every possible – Every possible company. Yeah, Discover, um, Capital One, Capital One. Well, then the Capital One, Capital One used to be its own bowl. That used to be the the Citrus Bowl. No, I thought that was the Champ Sports Bowl. No, no. Oh, that was the Cheez It Bowl, the Champ Sports yeah. Bowl. Oh my God. Well, I mean, if you, the, uh, well, because the Citrus, or it used to be like the Capital One Citrus Bowl or something like that. I think it, or it used to be just the Capital One Bowl, but it it got away from the because Steve Spurrier had some great quotes. About uh about the citrus bowl. Nice. Um. He uh, cause it was uh, that was the one Tennessee always went to because you uh, it was uh, I know his famous one was you can't spell citrus without ut. Right. That that's a classic. Classic. Yeah. He had he had some bangers of uh. Uh. He had some bangers of quotes just dumping on teams. That guy was a savage. We need more people like that in the world. I agree. We should but, call games. Oh, we defend so many people. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, Can you imagine us calling that stupid play by uh, Jacoby Myers on Sunday? It'd be like that Doug McNary. That, <laughs> that, 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 what the fuck are you doing? That, 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 that'll be, you guys, oh, that'll, be the bar, that'll be the barstool bowl, though, because I'm pretty sure it'll be Dan and Big Cat. Doing like the color commentary on it. Oh, that that, and, that will be. And, and they will. They're, they're, they'll be gambling on it too. So depending on what's in play, they, they'll be. It's on Barstool TV. So and there are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's a uh, here's here's some of other quotes by Steve Spurrier, and this is him jabbing at. This is on Peyton Manning. I know why Peyton came back for his senior year. He wanted to be a three-time star of the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> Pretty good. You know, what F- you know what FSU stands for, don't you? Free no. Shoes University. <laughs> <laughs> An FSU player is hitting Danny Werfel late. He's like a New Testament person. He gets slapped upside the face and turns the other cheek and says, Lord, forgive them, for they... No, not what they're doing. I'm probably more of an Old Testament guy. You spear our guy in the ear hole, we think we're supposed to spear you in the ear hole. That's kind of where we're a little different. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> On a fire at the Auburn Library that destroyed 20 books. The real tragedy was that 15 hadn't been colored yet. <laughs> Jesus. On Tennessee and South Tennessee and Arkansas having the same record as South Carolina in 2014. We were seven and six, same as Tennessee and same as Arkansas. I think they're sort of celebrating big seasons last year. There are people in Knoxville and Fayetteville still doing cartwheels over going seven and six. 
Jeez, this guy's an absolute savage. Just a, just a menace. On Nick Saban, he's got a nice little gig going, a little bit like John Calipari. He tells guys, hey, three years from now, you're going to be a first-round pick and go. If he wants to be the greatest coach or one of the greatest coaches in college football, to me, he has to go somewhere besides Alabama and win because they've, they've always won there at Alabama. Hmm. I mean, we that all was saw more, That was more of a serious one. I thought that was there was going to be a punchline there, but I just yeah, kept reading like, and – No, never mind. There's no punchline. And, and it's like Spurrier. We saw Alabama before Nick Saban. They were a laughingstock. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is him jabbing at Georgia. I don't know. I sort of always liked playing them that second game because you could always count on them having two or three key players suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dylan, I got a good tweet for you here from the transfer portal. Oh, high school seniors currently committed to Texas A&M. We now offer the option to pre-register in the portal so you can lock in current rates. <laughs> I, I've seen that one. That is a good oh, one. That's so good. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Oh, God. I hate Jimbo, and I'm so glad half his team left. <laughs> Here, here's another one of him jabbing at Georgia. Why is it that during recruiting season, they sign all the great players, but when it comes time to play the game, we have all the great players? I don't understand that. What happens to them? <laughs> Somewhere uh, on the ACC network, Mark Richt is 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 in a body bag right now because these shots are directed all at him. Oh yeah. This or this is him on coaching so long. So people ask, why are you still coaching? I forgot to get fired, and I'm not going to cheat. Oh, there you go. I'm smart enough to know when it's time to let somebody else come in and do this. But I'm also smart enough to know that we've beaten Georgia four of the last five years, beaten Florida four of the last five years, and beaten Clemson five of the last six years. We're only three and two against Tennessee the last five years. And they won a couple close ones against us. But they've lost 10 in a row to Florida. So I'd say we've done okay and have a lot more or we're going to do. Still finds ways to just take shots at Tennessee. Shots at Tennessee. (laughs) But enough, uh, enough college talk. Those were some good Steve Spurrier quotes. That's that. That could be a new segment: is finding old coaches taking jabs at schools and universities, or just you know, Saban talking about the triple option. They ran through us like shit in a tin can. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. There's. I, I well, and, and with Mike Leach's passing, it's that that guy had some of the best ones. Is you know, like the Cowboys this weekend is you know they they just they got up seventeen and they just seemed content to go sit sit underneath a tree with their fat little girlfriends and drink lemonade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that one for the Cowboys yesterday. Yeah, uh, we'll Sunday. talk about it later. We'll, Let's start with the the comeback of the century, the largest comeback in the history of the NFL. Vikings 39, Colts 36, in a game where the Vikings trailed 33-0 at halftime. And watching that game from a Colts fan's eye view, I was not, I am not a Colts fan. I'm not saying I was, but if I was a Colts fan, I had to feel like I was just 
left on the side of a road, just bleeding out, le- bleeding a slow death because as that game was going, it had everything. It was some fireworks at the start and then nothing. I got a great nap in on in the third quarter. And, oh, then, and then in the fourth quarter, it got to 36-14 with about 12.53 left. And I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, or no, 36-21 with about 12 minutes minutes left and i'm like oh this is not over matt ryan is matt ryan's blowing a 23 lead in the super bowl who knows what he's gonna do on a game on a week 15 game in december on a saturday and just big play after big play the vikings somehow found a way i think kevin koc needs to go to a casino and play craps or something because actually he probably shouldn't because I think he's using his luck up on all this this whole season. To the Vikings credit, they found a way though. And the defense, you know, we've been very, very critical of them, but you know, you gotta give them their credit because they've kept them in the game. They had big stops when they needed it. That fourth and inches QB sneak, they were able to get a stop. They forced the Colts to settle for field goals on defense. Or on offense, they Colts only had one actual touchdown, mm-hmm. and the Vikings just never gave up. They just been the theme to the whole season. They found a way. Did not listen to the podcast again. You know, we said this is a game they have to jump on them and put them away early, but Colts did did the jumping on, and they did not put the Vikings away early. I mean, honestly, I thought they did put. I guess yes and no. I mean. Vikings shot themselves in the foot so many times, but uh, I said when if they could get it to a three-score game before the fourth quarter, they had a shot because one, Matt Ryan's not going to carry you, and two, Jonathan Taylor's out. You don't have a run game, mm-hmm. so like they're they're it was basically Matt Ryan or, or nothing, and well, we all know how that's going to go. It's not going to go well for Matt Ryan, uh, but a positive look outlook for the Colts. Now they are in a better position to get their quarterback. They still have a top five pick, so you know not all is awful for the Colts. Your team just really sucks right now. And you know what's funny? Let's put it in perspective. Mr. Dylan, you're going to like this. C.J. Stroud might finally have an opportunity to play a home game in Indianapolis. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Look at that, that C.J. You, you, just, you, just, uh, you just hope Jim Harbaugh is not on the other sideline because we know how this is going to go. Pear-shaped. You know, but maybe, <laughs> maybe first. We'll get his actual recognition now for that win. Like he absolutely willed them, and, and despite two egregious errors by Jalen Rager trying to throw the game, you know he had money on the Colts. Oh, he had to. He pulled a Pete Rose, and he was betting on games he well, was in. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even think the one he stopped on was the worst interception down the field. The first one, he's like standing there in the zone, and like literally as Kirk throws it, he jumps to the to the right. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like he just wanted to is- make sure that he put his mark on the greatest comeback in NFL history. He really wanted that money. That is true. Well, and and this, there's something about, and um, I was listening to Colpac today. He was on Dom Izzo's show, our former guest. And he was saying that, like, watching Kevin O'Connell on the sideline is, you know, even though they were down 33 nothing, you know, he never stopped coaching. He always kept, kept talking to the guys, kept believing them. Like, they were never out of it. And clearly showed they weren't. And this is, there's something about this team where 
it almost felt like it was the 2016 game against the Colts, if you guys remember that one, where Adrian oh, Peterson no. was coming back. They were coming back. They were like making a playoff push, and they came yep. out and laid an egg. That's how that first half felt. Yeah. And, you know, in Kirk's tenure, early tenure with the Vikings, those two interceptions, he would have came back. He would have been screaming at Rager. But this time there was, there was a little bit more calmness you kind of saw to him where he went up to him and was coaching him and telling him, you know, what he should have done. He wasn't sitting there. They weren't, there wasn't any finger point and there weren't no screaming at each other. And that's, I think part of the culture that KOC has built where they're, we're not going to, we're, we're in this together. We're going to find a way we're going to win as we're going to win as one together or lose individually. And the Vikings find ways to win together. Oh, for sure. And, and when you're watching that game and how all the bad things are happening, block punt for a touchdown, um, go for it on fourth down, uh, a fake punt on fourth down where your punter just throws it high. You're telling yourself this, guys. They're in this game. The Colts are not a good football team. Mm -mm. They yeah, well, they, and the Colts, Colts just it was it was nothing the Colts did it, it, yeah, how the they got up 33 to nothing. It was all the Vikings just here, take the ball. We don't want it. Yeah. Even like on the first drive, you, the kickoff, you start your first possession of the game at, at midfield. Yeah. You know, even, even just, you know, to start off the game like that. And then, but because, yeah, they just, they pretty much handed them, handed, they tried to hand the Colts the game like this. And now nah, we don't want this. Uh, eh, we're fine. We'll let the, we'll let the Niners sneak up us on up and try to catch us here in the NFC. Yeah. But they, your point, Dylan, exactly. They just kept going. They kept fighting. The story of this team, they're not going to quit. They believe in their head coach. Their head coach be believes in them. And they're, if you don't put them away, they're going to come back and they're going to get you. Um, and it's, it's, just, it's just incredible. I still kind of feel like this didn't happen. And I'm waiting for someone to wake me up. And we're going to go back and do the last three days all over again. So is Jeff Saturday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, people keep saying it's luck all the time. And, like, at some point, luck doesn't have anything to do with it. And I think Saturday was a great thing. Like, you had, we had two touchdowns taken away that were very yeah, obvious. That is true. That and is you true. still come back and put 40 up in the second half. Like, the Vikings are just really freaking good when they want to be. It's just a matter of when they want it and when they don't, it seems like. And, and playing up and down to the level of your competition. Yeah. Mainly down this year, yeah. it, it, it feels like. Yeah. And – lost my train of thought but there's well and there were there was a lot of good football played this weekend but the, the oh, officiating was not not did not have their best week I'll say and that. i was just i was just gonna say that because you have the two blown calls and in that game you have the commanders getting screwed over last night i didn't see that on on the hill mary the last play of the game this giants defender is hugging this Washington player Perfect. in the end zone. They don't call the play. If that was wrestling and they were on the ground, that Giants player would have gotten two points for a oh, takedown. Wow. It was, yeah. it, it it was that bad. I just can't get over how bad that second fumble was. Like, oh yes. I just, what could you possibly have seen that you thought he was down? And I mean, also, if there's any bit of a shadow of a doubt that you think he's down or forward progress was stopped, let it play out. You can always That's why they have replay. Yeah. That's why you have replay. And this is one thing I don't get, guys. The NFL is a $13 billion a year industry. 
and we still only have part-time officials. Mm-hmm. Like this shouldn't be the highest paying part-time job in America. We need, yeah. the NFL needs to get full-time officials where they watch film all the time. They watch old games. So when they watch so much film week, they make sure these mistakes don't happen. Uh, you know, and, and again, with the Jalen Phillips um, roughing the passer penalty last week, coaches are going to lose jobs. Players are going to be cut off teams and someone's going to lose a Super Bowl or big time playoff game, kind of like the Saints, but they deserve that because yes, the Saints is. suck. Um, pe- teams are going to lose and seasons are going to be over because these mistakes these officials make. Yeah, well, and, and then the, the, the same thing that happened in the Dallas Green Bay game a couple of weeks ago where they called an illegal formation where you can see Terry McLaurin putting his arm up and coaching like this is – and this is a bigger thing with junior high kids is like, you know, the ref is there to help you and they'll tell you to move up and move back. And it looked like the ref said something and said he was good. And like, he checked, like he, it wasn't like McLaurin wasn't making an effort to like, see if he was on the line or not. And if you say he's good, he's not going to move from there because he doesn't want to get a false start because if he's still moving when that ball snapped, that's a false start penalty. But like, that that's just an official making it about himself and making sure that he was still, uh, they still talked about him. That, that's really I mean, all that is to me. It, it feels like we have Ted Valentine co- uh, refereeing all these NBA games, you know, T- TV Teddy down, down there in the ACC. We, we got to get him out of here. This is not about you guys. TD Teddy or Bo Borowski. Oh, Ethan loves Bo Borowski. I love Bo. He's a good guy. <laughs> this Fran McCaffrey's wife does not. Or Fran. Fran doesn't like a lot. Oh, Fran hates that man. Fran is a girl's name. This is also true. (laughs) But, again, also, though, back to the refs, there uh, there is a good quote about, you know, you have to be good enough to overcome the officiating. The Vikings were good enough to overcome it on Saturday. And I I get it. And, again, I'm not one – to you know, blame the officials because there's a lot of other things that happen in this game. But when you have the consistent egregious mistakes that these officials are making, the NFL needs to fix it. And that's also on Rager's punt return. How the hell was that a holding? That was also awesome. or was it a face mask? I thought. I, thought they it, called I, I don't know. It was I, something. I, but I, I was running to the bathroom at that time, and I, I just heard Burles Burleson from say like, I don't know about that one. It was like nothing, like literally nothing. They showed the replay, like he barely touched the guy. But then also, if I'm not mistaken, was it the Bengals game yesterday where um, the Bucks got a hold of Burrow's face mask a couple of times and then a couple egregious defensive pass interference calls on Jamar Chase right in front of official. Yeah, oh, yeah, they say nothing. There's a official designed to every eligible receiver on each play. You can clearly see the jersey tuck. How can oh, you miss that? It was that? stretched out. It was like to a foot. Like how, how the guy's standing that's, right at you it. can't right. you can't miss that and that's that's what I'm trying to get a, my point across here is you're gonna cost people games and seasons. Would would Jamar catch that? Ninety nine percent chance that he does. Yeah, he might drop it, but still that oh, those egregious penalties where it's right there on an eligible receiver. When there's one official watching him all the time, you have to get that call right. And I, I I've never understood like what is the drawback of like why they don't want to have full-time officials. Is it just a pay, pay benefits uh, thing? But, I mean, at, thir- at some point, $13 billion 
there's bucks a month for between between part-time between having full-time officials for having a being a 13 billion dollar company the which the nfl is they have questionable officiating and a horrible app phone app like that that both two two things that need to be fixed yeah, the phone app in NFL.com is the worst website in the history yeah, of browsing. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's like worse than ESPN Fantasy app week one. Yeah. And I pay, you pay good money for like Red Zone, and then half the time it doesn't work. It says you have to log in. Okay, I log in. Oh, it doesn't want to load. It's just so frustrating and maddening that you, like, I pay, I'm paying you guys good money to make sure I can watch the Red Zone on Sunday. And you're, gonna tell me that i'm not logged in bullshit i'm not logged in i'm logged in i just logged in why is it not working and, yeah. and this, the, the nfl science team for you know concussions and injuries can figure out the difference in Shit. grass synthetic turf and another turf and which causes the most injuries and which doesn't but they can't run a simple freaking website like we we need to pull our head out of our ass and get this stuff figured out Jesus, <laughs> that's true. We maybe maybe Goodell's gonna listen to this and like, who knows? Maybe we'll get him on and we can discuss. Have this. I have an idea. Here, if Goodell would only bring his salary down from forty-five million to forty million, then we could get full-time officials. We could fix the website, and Red Zone would work. Exactly. There you go. I mean, I know, shoot, he's only making $40 million a year, but he has to live in New York, so technically he's probably only making $22 million. Shoot, that poor, that poor guy. You know, what, what a shame, what a shame that is. I mean, he only loses 20, you know, $23 million a year in taxes and still makes 22 a year. What a shame. What a fucking shame that is. Right? <laughs> First world problems he has. Mm -hmm. And who knows? If he's if if he if he takes a pay cut, it might be less taxes he has to. Pay. Actually, no, no, he's probably he makes enough money where he probably just oh my business is reporting at a loss, so I I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, he's he he makes so much money. He pays other people way too much money where they can say he doesn't have to pay taxes, and he's just better than us. Yeah, pretty much. And he's and he's not afraid to admit it. It's true. And with that. The greatest comeback in the history of the NFL belongs to the Minnesota Vikings. And let's go down to the beautiful city of Houston, Texas, where the Chiefs, in a very weird, strange, just a roller coaster, know, a roller coaster of a game where the Chiefs found a way to win 30-24 to 24 in overtime against the Texans. You know, in a game where the Chiefs doubled up the Texans in yards, 502 to 219. So more than more than doubled. Doubled them. And somehow the Texans found themselves to get this game into overtime. I'm I'm gonna go on the record here. They are the best 112 and one team in NFL history. That's not far off at all. Like, <laughs> like I mean this in all seriousness. This Houston Texans team is probably closer to a five-win team than a one-win team. They play hard. You've got to get they it. To them. They just don't have anybody. They just don't have the bodies. They don't have. They don't have the horses. No, they they don't have the defense. You know, Mills is a nice player. He's not the answer at quarterback. 
I think that they tech they they were down. I think they were still down. Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, and Damian Pierce, four, and Damian Pierce. Uh, but the uh, their their cor- rookie corner they drafted Stingley's, but seems like he's a nice piece. Seems like they hit there. Stingley's having a good year for him. But 30-24, Grant. We had three goals for the Chiefs. 24 rushing attempts. They did that. They ran the ball 33 times for 189 yards. That's pretty good. I don't average have the five, math. Yeah. Average 5.7 yards a carry, baby. Yep. And uh, uh, no sacks. They gave They're up two sacks. sacks. Nope. And uh, they turned the ball over two times. You didn't want any turnovers. Well, they turned it over twice. And you know what's the most frustrating part about this, Dylan? Is those two turnovers led to 14 points. Because one was a Pacheco fumble in the in the red zone, uh, and you know Houston got the ball to 17, and then the second one was I, I I believe it was a third and long screen pass over the middle to Juju, and Juju fumbled the ball, and then the Texans get the ball at midfield, they go down and they get a touchdown. Now we'll, we'll, we're going to play the hypothetical game because that's all we have. If you take away those two turnovers. Houston has less than 200 yards of offense, and they only score 10 points in this football game. And the Chiefs probably walk into at least a 31-10 to 10 victory. Easy. They did everything that they should have done. But again, this team just keeps letting opponents stay around in games. And that's frustrating because they're playing with their food, and it caught up with them against Cincinnati. And it's going to catch up to them again sometimes in the playoffs if they don't clean this shit up. Yeah, and it's hasn't hasn't bitten them in the butt yet. I think they got to feature Jarek McKinnon more, and, and oh, it, it's shown the last couple of weeks when they've used him. He's looking yeah. like his old form of when he was playing for the Vikings. Exactly, in, in the player that San Francisco thought they were getting when they signed him before those two um, tough knee injuries. Yeah, and he's uh, he's been a nice pickup on my fantasy team. Unfortunately, I did not get to use him this week because I was uh, I got the one seed, so I uh, I had a buy this week. Oh, nice, nice flex. I'll yeah. have to throw my whole fiasco for oh, this week. Oh, yeah, you're and, oh, well. Yeah, so this is my mine is, is I'm in two leagues. My one league, like I just said, I am the one seed. My other league, I won three games all year. I am currently in the running for well. I already am. Do have to go to go to a local diner and eat twenty four pancakes in twenty four hours. Oh, that's going to be intense. And if I lose the, which, if you're a league watcher, you would understand the quote unquote our sacco. I I also would have to eat a super hot chip. Oh, and you're a white guy from North Dakota. You don't do heat well. I, I feel like I do heat better than most people, but 24 pancakes in 24 hours and a chip. Yeah. Not, not ideal. Not great, Bob. No, that that's, that's not good. That is not, not, not good at all, but yeah, to your point, you know, McKinnon, he's been playing great for these chiefs these last couple of weeks and how, you know, how good is, is Patrick? You know, this year, he goes, listen to this, 36 MVP. of 41 for 323 yards, and no one's talking about the performance. 
Like, at one point in this game, he had 20 straight completions. That's decent. And, and no one's talking about it. Is that just how high his ceiling is? It's almost like the uh, the LeBron effect back in the mid-2000s where he could yeah, have he... won MVP every single year, but he's just so far at much more talented. And advanced. Unless he's, else... like, unless he's like flirting with Peyton Manning's passing touchdowns record or passing, passing yards record. He, he, he'll he never get considered for an MVP candidate. Now, I did see something today that he, he's on pace to potentially break Drew Brees' record for total, total yards in a year. Um, for, you know, that includes his rushing yards because, you know, he had another rushing touchdown on Sunday and then a big third down um, conversion to try to set up the game-winning field goal that Buckner just pushed a little bit to the right. Do they – is there is there some uh... – are there, uh, are there, is there some cause for concern with the uh, Kansas City special teams unit? Could you see them get well, rid of Bucker if his, his struggles continue? I don't think so, because Andy came out today and he said, you know, it's kind of just like a baseball player. He's in a slump. Um, you know, he says, you just got to keep getting your at-bats. You got to keep kicking, and, and good things will come. And for whatever it's worth, we have a little Twitter controversy today. You know, Dustin Colquitt, the old Chiefs punter, has said that there might be something wrong with how Tommy Townsend is holding the ball um, this year. Yeah, the, on some of these extra points, the laces aren't facing out. They're at the sideline. And then something with Townsend, he's moving his hands last minute, and he's moving the trajectory of the ball, and that's why Butker keeps missing to the right. So maybe uh, maybe we have a little holder problem there, there in Kansas City. Um, so we we, we shall that- Colquitt back to be the designated holder, the DH. Yeah, we'll just you know he's he'll be your holder, and then Townsend will just be the uh, he'll just be the punter. He'll just he, no 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 holding for for Townsend. So I mean we'll see. Like I said, we might have a little a little uh, little punter on punter violence in Kansas City for the recent years. What is going to be the Peter Mortel holder of the year? It won't probably well, not, it's probably not going to be Tommy Townsend. Not going to be Tommy Townsend. Um, so we'll see, but no, I, you know, Butker has been so good since he's come to this team in 2017, you know, Dylan, I think, I think he's just in one of those weird funks and kind of just like in basketball. Um, if you're three point shot, you know, you don't have it. You just got to keep shooting. Yeah. But I mean, he missed, he missed a PAT against Buffalo this year. He missed one against Arizona. Um, he's seems like he's missed a PAT about once every two games. And, um, you know, he's been a little below his, his average on field goals so far this year. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, we'll see as the, as the year goes on and you know, who they play in the playoffs. Um, and it, and hopefully it doesn't come back to bite him the butt and cost him a game. Yeah. And with that, well, and also the chiefs, they, uh, they clinched the, AFC West, the division that we everybody said that was going to come down to the last game of the year, as we predicted, this game was going to be locked up with uh, about a three or four games left in the season. <laughs> Look at us, the division, I should say. So, yeah, seven straight. Seven straight, ain't that something? Seven straight, and it's twenty seven. The last ten AFC champs. Three by Denver, two seven by Kansas City. Yeah, 
and well, I, I think anybody that writes them up, I think we can pencil, write them in ink for next year. They are eight straight AFC West championships because I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna write anybody into the AFC West championship one spot until somebody beats the Chiefs. It kind of, you know, and I'm not saying they're gonna go on like this 20 year run because it's what New England did was unprecedented. But for 20 years, it was just New England AFC East. Boom. All right, next discussion, next division. Let's move on now. Yep, and the Cowboys play the Jaguars, and they clinched the playoff first. So they're going to the playoffs for back-to-back years, the first time since it's been a while. I want to say it was 06, 07, I think. But the Cowboys are going to the playoffs. So something to be happy with, and we'll see. uh, Probably make a first-round exit. Against the fighting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably. It, that, that's exactly what's going to happen now. I've, I've been saying it for a while. And they, they were up 27 to 10, and they were so they clinched it with a win. Well, but, you mean with a New York Giants win. Well, but the Cowboys the are going to the playoffs, though. So they, yeah. they oh. had to have won. They were up 27-10 in the third. I, I had to go out and start shoveling a little bit because we got more snow, but the well, Cowboys, they were up 27-10, so it was it was pretty much over. Oh, you didn't see Sunshine? Then my boy ETN came in. You didn't see Sunshine do his thing? Wait, what are you talking about? Some guy by the name of Trevor Lawrence looked like he was playing football. At no, I, 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 I choose to only – it was only a two-and-a-half two quarter game. So it what, what happened the last quarter and a half doesn't count. I choose not to remember that part. You sound really, really stupid right you, now. You, you, you are fitting in perfectly with today's society. You're soft. <laughs> your company's got a participation trophy for having a lead. And you you're, can't accept defeat. You're a little, a little sensitive. Yeah, but they're going stuff. to the playoffs. Yeah, but we're not, we're not doubting that. We're just <laughs> reminding you. You sound like Sharon Rogers. That you're, that they forgot to play football in the last quarter and a half of that game. Yeah, and it was, uh, I suppose we can discuss it, yeah. The Jaguars beat the Cowboys 40-34. to 34. In a game, they were up by 17. Some horrible clock management by Mike McCarthy. Where have we heard that before? Yeah, I never heard that one. <laughs> Dax, uh, Dax got nine interceptions, leads the league, and he has only played in – like seven games. This is that that is a problem. That's something we have not seen from we have not seen from Dak in his career until now. And hey, no Brown looks good though. Sure. And <laughs> you can't that that last interception as much as you that was Dak Dak threw it in about as good of a spot as as good threw a good of a ball as you could have. They would have extended the drive and then it just whoop. And then Jenkins said, there it is. And he housed it. And it felt like I was watching Doug Peterson coach uh, coach for the Eagles. But on the defensive side of the ball, they desperately miss Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. And they aren't coming back this year. So they got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're not seeming, they, they couldn't get pressure on Lawrence at all. And I don't know, maybe I think one thing that you can also take out of this game, Trevor Lawrence is him. He's that dude. He is a franchise quarterback for Jacksonville. 
They have and, their guy. And then also for Jacksonville, you know, people clown these signings in the offseason, but Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk have been balling out this year. Christian yep. Kirk is like literally a top 10 fantasy. They player. are they are having good years. Um so and Zay Jones know, is a nice compliment too. Zay Jones is a nice little compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, they got rid of, of Robinson and ETN is eating right now. So Jacksonville, they're just they're kind of they're just a feisty little bunch down there in Duval County. And I saw something. Guess, guess what, guys? They control their path to an AFC South title. Well, you know? and, and the way that AFC South is, because who knows with Tennessee? They got to figure something out at quarterback. The Colts, who knows? I heard Michael Lombardi say today that he wouldn't be shocked if they keep Jeff Saturday as head coach. The Texans. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. The Texans are a disaster. The Jaguars seem like the most stable franchise yes. in, the, in the AFC South right now. Who would have thought that? If, if uh, the Colts now? actually cheap, keep Jeff Saturday, at this point, just change the name from the Colts to the Clowns. Like, that's literally all you <laughs> yeah, need. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. That is a good one. That is a good one. I just thought of that. So, give me, I'm giving myself a pat on the back. And you deserve it. I do. That is. That is a good one. But, well, it, it – with the Colts, I thought I was told it was all Carson Wentz's fault last year. Huh. Hmm. hmm. They're playing a lot worse than they were last year. And now Washington might be uh might not be a bad idea for them to think about going back to him. Uh, I I still for the rest of this year, I think Heineke's got that locker room. But Heineke's not the guy. No. I mean. You you sit back and, and and you'll drink twelve bush lights with Tyler or Taylor, excuse me, you know, on a Friday night in the locker room, and he, he's gonna he's gonna have his big chaw in uh, because he's from he's from Virginia and that's what they do in that state. But he's he's not that guy. He's not him. You know, no. Taylor Heineke's pronouns are he him, and he uses him him because he's not, he because he's not him. <laughs> if, if, if that makes sense, he's, that was, he's not. Uh... That would have been a really good. Uh, that would have been really good if you didn't word salad it. But yeah, exactly. I got, I got, what, you, I got what you were saying. Yeah. He uses he him because he's not him. Yeah, that's there what you I go. Was, there we go. That's we what don't I, like. I was, we don't want to dis- we, we we're not going to discuss pronouns a whole lot. But this is a this is a, a acceptable use of discussing pronouns. I guess that is that is correct. <laughs> Heineke, he's, he's, he's not the guy. He's he's not the guy. But Dylan, you mentioned with those two corners out, does Dallas need to change their coverage up? Do they need to maybe go back to a little more Seattle zone that Dan Quinn was playing and let this pass rush get home? Or what do you, what do you think they can do? Probably. Uh, and I, I think they also, they just, their pass rush hasn't been able to get there either. And I, I, I'm worried that they've on defense, the defensive side of the ball, they've basically been using Parsons exclusively as an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. where early in the year they were kind of moving him around. I'd like to see him get back to that more because I don't think he's big enough to play on the edge every play. It's almost like what McCarthy did with Clay Matthews when they basically put him as an edge guy and it it pretty much ruined his career because he was hurt all the time because he wasn't big enough to mm-hmm. play that position. Well, I would agree, and you know, because you got to remember, he played line, he played off-ball linebacker in college for a reason. Talk about Clay Matthews. No, Mike Parsons. Oh, yeah. Because he he couldn't handle the abuse in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, you know what? What's 
how's his body going to react in the NFL? Oh, I'll wait for it. Not good. Nope. And, you know, he's your, he's your cornerstone defensive player. And, you know, I know you, you said in our group chat that they uh, go sign Odell, but Odell ain't playing well, cornerback. And, well, and, and if I'm being serious, that was more of a joke to come at you. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. Okay, I'm just making sure. Don't but, love the people who think I'm actually a fool and think Odell signing Odell would change the fortune for this team because it wouldn't. I, they, I would rather him see if they could go find a cornerback or something. I think Richard, Richard Sherman looks like he's in all right shape. He could come back and play for Dallas. He tried to play last year in Tampa Bay, and the, the soft tissue injury said, not so fast, Richard. <laughs> you have to hang this one up here, Bud. Why don't you want OBJ? You could, he's a one, one-legged one receiver. You could call the hopper. Yeah, you could, but he's not playing defense, and that's where they need more help. And that's I would correct. just prefer them to get back to playing, having the offensive game plan they had when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. Because that's how you can go far with this Dallas team is well, play good you know, complimentary like, football. And they don't do that either. Because if you look at the clock management at the end of the game where it's, they force that turnover and it's third and 10, Jacksonville has one timeout. Let's throw a deep ball up. And it throws it out of bounds, essentially, where they didn't even have a chance to make a play. And then they don't make Jacksonville, you burn that timeout and – Oh, with 13 seconds left, that takes away the entire middle part of the field if they don't have any timeouts. So Dallas exactly. can just say, hey, go ahead. We'll let the clock run out because it's not college. The clock doesn't stop to move the chains. It's over. But no, why would we do that? Let's, that's just the, it's, you know, there was a brief time where I thought maybe this Cowboys team is different, but they're not. It's the same Cowboys. And, well, and like Happy I said, they clinched a playoff berth, but like like I said last week for this Dallas Cowboys success, less Dak Prescott is more. I don't I don't care if he's making what 160 million dollars annually, or you know 140 million dollars annually over the next four years. Less Dak Prescott equals more success for this football yeah, give team. Give the ball to Pollard. Give the ball to Pollard and Zeke. Just, yep. Sorry, Dak, but. Um, you, you, sometimes you're holding this team back when you throw the ball too much. Exactly. Exactly. And with that, did you guys get to watch the uh, World Cup game final? I did not. I was driving home, but uh, looked absolutely insane. I heard it was just epic, and it was probably the best soccer game like ever played. Well, it, it, it was, and I'm I'm done with soccer for the next four years. And it, it oh, was wow. a crazy game. I wasn't I, – I, it started, I think, eight local time here. and I kind of was, like, looking at it on my phone, just seeing, oh, halftime, it was 2 nothing Argentina. And then I looked again. It was 2-2 with, like, 82 minutes left because France just tied it up. And I was like, huh, this could be good. So I was watching uh, the Tulsa King in 1923 on Paramount+. Plus. Both are great shows. Everybody should go check it out. Check them out. And I t- turned the turned the World Cup Championship on my my lower TV, smaller TV, just to kind of keep an eye on it. There was both teams scored a scored a goal in the extra time, and it came down to PKs. Argentina won, and the videos of Argentina after they won, where it was just like nonstop, just screaming 
Mass Chaos. Yes. What else looked like a movie? Yeah. Yeah. That, exactly. Could not have been. That could not have been real. And it was. You know, we we we've dog soccer soccer here, no doubt. We there's a reason we haven't discussed any of it of the World Cup because for one, we know nothing about soccer. That is correct. But I do. I will say this: their fans. Their fan that that is some a very passionate group of fans there, and I think it would be sweet to go to a soccer game. That doesn't mean I'm going to be watching it religiously, but I think it'd be sweet to go and experience it because especially in Europe, they get after it. I, I remember seeing I don't know where it was. It was either in Spain or England, but there's a section of a stadium that's closed off exclusively for visiting fans. And after the game, while the rest of the stadium clears out, they are forced to sit in their seats in their section until the rest of the place clears out for an hour. So there isn't any fights because this, whatever this home place is, is just so ruthless to the visitors. Well, you know, the 2026 one is in North America. America. And and yeah, I, I think just to say it, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to going to check out a game because I know it's going to be in Kansas City. I'd go to Kansas City for a game. Kansas, yeah. yeah, Kansas City's the closest. I would one go here. go to experience it in New York, uh, Probably. Mexico City, Houston, the greatest city in America. I don't know. Yeah. I know. Uh, there you go. One, uh, yeah, it's Vancouver. Is it Vancouver? It's Vancouver. Is it Mexico City too, or yeah, it's... yeah. I think there's like three or four total cities in Mexico, and then yeah. Vancouver, but most of them are in the states. Yeah. You know, SoFi, San Francisco. Whoever plays Mexico in Mexico, God help them. Good. They're going to get fucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's that stadium? Where did they play for football? Azteca. Um, stadium Azteca. 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 If someone's go, it's over. It's, it's over. done. It's, don't even it's, show it's up. Done. You're going to lose. Up and you're going to die. They Is that like, it's like twice as the... Uh, well, 7,000 feet. Yeah, it's like double freaking... Denver. Yeah. It's yeah. higher. Yeah, it's higher than Denver. It's two thousand feet higher than Denver. Yeah, ridiculous. These players are and oh uh, well, watching it, USA has no shot. Oh, not a chance. There's, there's that, that. You know, it'd be hopefully they can make it to like the knockout stage, maybe win a game because I don't even think they've done that in a while. But and what I what I'm about to say might be controversial. And I don't care if it pisses off a soccer snob. So be it. I don't even know if we have any soccer fans that listen. But I'm going to say it anyways. It is okay if we are bad as a country at soccer because the second we start winning World Cups, that means the best athletes in our country are playing sports that don't matter. That is correct. And I know what some of these guys are going to say. Well, soccer is the most popular country sport in the world. I don't care. That it's the most popular country <laughs> in the world. You know why? Because I live in America and I care about America. I don't care about the rest of the world. America first, We play baby. real football. And you know what? Until another country wins an SEC championship or a Super Bowl, they can't be taken serious. So you, are you really going to tell me how you feel? Or <laughs> was that just the warm-up the warm for that? <laughs> I, I stand by what I said. And you know what's the best part about this country? You're allowed to say that. Exactly. Thanks to the thanks to the First Amendment. Amen. Okay, so are we good? Are, are we done? 
good with no soccer yeah, talk for the rest next four yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it in 1,300 days. Okay. Yeah. That's fairly good math. I'm not going to I, – I, I don't care if you're mad, but it sounds about the right amount of time before I'm ready yeah, to I'm talk, close, talk so soccer again. You know, so, not of us are smart anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, we're – No, we're, we're, this might be one of the dumbest shows of all time. Yet, if you listen to it, if you're an NFL fan or a coach, you might get smarter because there's a lot of times where we say teams should do X and Y. And, and they do if they do do it, they end up – it ends up working out. And if they don't, they lose. So, similar to what Dallas did. But the Chiefs get to host the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday, on Christmas Eve, fighting Christmas Day. Yep. Uh, Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. That game is 11 a.m. Saturday on Fox. That's 11 Mountain Time, 12 Central, where you two pinheads are. Who oh, you call him a pinhead? I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Seahawks are hanging on to some play, a playoff hope by a thread. This is where the Chiefs need to bury them. Figure out their figure out their their turnovers, their special teams. We need and, the Chiefs to win solely so the Lions can make the playoffs. And I was I looking don't think you want to see the Lions. I don't either, but I mean you know. it's, that is true. And yeah, well, yeah. And the, the Seahawks have uh, are pretty banged up because Lockett's out, got a couple mm-hmm. other guys that are banged up, but the big thing for them is Get that pass rush going. Make Geno Smith uncomfortable. Keep him in the pocket and not let and Kenneth Walker go off. And then, you know how last week the Chiefs played Houston? Houston has the worst rush defense in the NFL. Well, Seattle has the 31st worst rush defense in the NFL. Jake McKinnon's going to eat. So remember how I said last week that they should run the ball 24 times? Well, guess what, boys? This week, I'm amping that number up. Oh, 30. boy. I want to see – wait for it, Andy – 30 rushing attempts. Well, they, they, they're well on their way because they did do it 30, 33 30 times 30. on yesterday. Between Pacheco, uh, Ronald Jones gets the rock a little more, McKinnon, um, I, I want 30 rushing attempts. Let this offensive line start move, going forward because they're mauling some people. They're, the Chiefs interior three might be one of the best in the NFL with Joe Thune, Creed Humphreys and Trey Smith. Those guys are just some nasty, nasty, nasty rug raiders. Get the AFC worried that, oh, this team's getting a running game going come playoff time. And if they get that running game going, this offense is almost going to be impossible to stop. Well, the best, the year they had their best rushing attack, they won a Super Bowl. Because if you remember that AFC title game against the Titans, what did they do in the second half? They out Titans the Titans on, on the ground. And then hopefully, uh, hopefully McCall Hartman can come back this week. He was activated off IR last week. He was close, didn't play on Sunday. So hopefully, Jared can, I mean, um, McCall, excuse me, can come back on Saturday and bring some extra juice into this offense as well. Yeah. And, and then, and with two rookie tackles for the Seahawks, Arrowhead needs to be loud. Karloftis, Carlos um, Dunlap, Frank Clark, pin your ears back and get after Gino. Use that home uh, 
home stadium noise to your advantage where these tackles have to look in at the ball and then, you know, get after Gino, make him nervous and have him throw a, throw a couple uh, to the team in red. For sure. And hopefully on the offensive side of the ball, they're able to clean up those turnovers that they've had the last couple of weeks. And with that, they uh, should, uh, should be able to keep them in position for that two seed in the AFC. And like I said, guys, well, even still the one, because, you know, this, not this week, but next week, Buffalo and Cincinnati play on Monday night. And if Cincinnati can somehow can win that game and if the Chiefs went out, they'd be the one. Because with that, but we're, I'm, I'm looking ahead here, but you got to think if the Chiefs can get this running game going and, and clean up this offense where they're not turning the ball over, I mean, who's going to stop them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and this, the AFC is playing out to be, I believe, a, a three-horse race between the Chief, the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, because the Bengals are rolling now. Yep. And I think right now that fourth team that you got to worry about, and I, it's going to come back to bite me in the ass when I say this, but I, the Chargers are looking I, I think Justin Herbert is the guy. He is not a social media quarterback. No, he's not. But the, my only issue and concern I have with them is Brandon Staley. Is, is Brandon Staley. Yep. Can you imagine how good this Chargers team would be if they move on from Brandon Staley and they get Sean Payton next year? Well, he, there's talk of him. That would be a Yeah, and that's, that's, why, that's why I mentioned that, but – and like I told you last week, Dylan, the Chargers are a team that I do not want to see a third time. No, no, they're they're basically right now the Lions of the the AFC. Of the AFC, yeah, correct. Because the South. Well, right now, right now, catch this. Actually, with the way the tiebreaker goes, since they beat the Dolphins, the Chargers are the six. So if the season ended today, the Chiefs would get the Tyreek Hill revenge game and play the Dolphins. Ah, and they, they, uh, they don't play this year, do they? In the regular they, season? Nope, they do not. So the Chargers would actually go up against the Bengals, and that would be a hell of a, a playoff fun. round game. That would be a nice yeah. opening weekend game. Yes, and it would yes, not. It I guarantee you, it wouldn't be the uh, Monday Night Football uh, wild card game. That's for sure. Oh God, no. the a or ESPN, I should say. ESPN wild card game. Yep. But yeah, that's right. There is a Monday Night game for the playoffs this year as well. So, we'll, uh, we'll go over to the, the whiteout game that's also on Christmas Eve day where the Vikings play the G-Men. Uh, Viking at 11 a.m. on Fox. Vikings three and a half point favorites. Uh, I have for my notes here is make Daniel Jones beat you. Don't let Saquon look like he did against Michigan 2017 game against Penn State. Iowa 2017. Yeah. And that game still hurts to talk about. Keep this in a, uh, keep this, uh, make this a drop back pass game for Daniel Jones because he's mm -hmm. not going to beat you. We talked about it. We wanted to see the Vikings get a run game going last week, but when you get down 33 nothing, you're not really able to run the ball, even though Delvin Cook almost was just shy of 100 yards. But you want to see it under different circumstances and get that run game going from the start from that opening drive. 
see if they can get a fast start, which they've been really good at for most of the year, except last week. Yeah. I just want to see him play like the second half, a full game. I mean, I probably feel like I've been saying that for like a month now. So okay, so so Ethan, I did this with Grant last week. What are what are our three goals you want for the Vikings? Oh boy. Um. Well, their passing defense is terrible. So I'll say three twenty for Kirk. Three hundred twenty yards for Kirk. Mm -hmm. Defense gives up less than two fifty passing. Can't let can't let Daniel Jones pass for more for that can't much. Let Danny, Danny do that too. And I'll say two plus turnovers. Get the ball back, score, get Saquon out of the game. Yeah. Okay. So and then yeah. I'll add this. You know, Don Martindale loves to bring the pressure. If the Vikings can block that pressure up front. You're going to have a lot of Justin Jefferson with one-on-one -on -one matchups against a bad secondary. Mm -hmm. You even hit those quick screens like they did with Dalvin. Exactly. Yeah, and right. look what Philadelphia did against this Giants team two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith went off. So if they can if they can keep Kirk upright and, and get these this blitz protection down, like you said, that 320 should be pretty easy mm -hmm. for, uh, for old Kirky boy. How are they looking on the injury front? Because I know Darisaw went out, but I believe he came back. Is he, he was just tired. I think he, he was had, physically exhausted. I think he had cramps. Yeah, he had cramps. Pearson had cramps. I, honestly, I don't even think Darisaw had cramps. I just think he was that dead from not playing for three weeks. Like, he was physically dead. And with how fast you're going in the second yeah. half when you're down by yeah. 30 points, your body's just not mm -hmm. used to that. So Speaking I think of which, did you see how fast Cleveland was moving? on that screen that Delvin scored on? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That just shows you how good athletes, even offensive linemen are. When you're able mm -hmm. to move that move far downfield and keep going, yeah. that was impressive. Yeah. But uh, I don't think there's really any other big injuries. No one got hurt this week, as I can remember. No, and the injury bug was looking pretty good. Everyone, yeah. everyone I've heard should be able to yeah, practice. I don't think it'll be a big issue. Yeah. Maybe covers with the ice's arm, but 54 throws is a decent amount. Hey, you just you just kind of cut the work cut the workload down this yeah. way. You know, keep on a pitch count. Yeah, for sure. And uh the the they're wearing the all white uniforms. I thought that yeah. video, I thought there was gonna be like it showed them with the purple helmet. I thought at the end it was gonna be Kirk putting on a white, a white Viking helmet with his chains on. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. They did. They did. They'll get it next time. The Vikings um, PR team, they'll get it right next time. They, uh, well, and, and they, there was snow falling in the game I went to against the Cardinals when Jared Allen was having his Hall of Fame induction. Or when they were, no, when they were blowing the, the Geller horn right before he was about to blow the Geller horn, they started having like fake snow fall from the rafters. Yeah, they did that when we were there for the Patriots. Too. Yeah, that, that, okay. that's, an every, that's an every game yeah. occurrence there. It's pretty oh, is it really? That must be yeah, new then. Yeah. They must have just started that because I don't I think it was, I think it was last year. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, that all we got for the uh, Giants Vikings. I mean, yeah, make you know, make Danny Dimes beat you because mm -hmm. the Giants didn't look that impressive last night. It, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau played the first half of his life, um, but besides that, you know, it felt like the Commanders were in control of that game. Um, but 
the Giants just got enough on third down where that uh, commander's pass rush couldn't get there. And, you know, they, they made some plays to win the game. So, but again, an inexperienced offensive line for the Giants, get that home crowd going and have Zadarius and Zanil, you know, hopefully get after Danny Dimes and he's going to do what he do, does best. Give the ball to the other team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give, uh, give the Vikings some, some early Christmas presents. Yes. Yeah. With that, we'll go down to Dallas where the Cowboys have a showdown with pretty much the NFC East champions. I don't think it's clinched yet. At the uh, primetime spot, 225 Mountain Time on Fox, Cowboys somehow are two-point favorites. The last because Jalen's hurt. But this was before this. Yeah, yeah, this was before though. I saw that Jalen was questionable. It was one and a half this morning when I woke up and I looked. Interesting. But yeah, and well, who knows? We could have a Gardner Minshew game. Who's a I think a very reliable backup. I think he's going to have a long career as a backup in this league. I think he's shown enough that he can play. You got to think he's probably probably what the best backup in in the NFL. I would say so. Yeah, he's up definitely up there. But I mean, you know, Chad Henney's a nice reliable backup to have. Go blue. Uh, Chase Daniels been around forever and has made a bajillion dollars doing this. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Brid- is he still in the league? Yeah, he is from Miami. the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, right. he's home, hometown. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's looking like a dude right now. You know, you know what was trending on Twitter on last Thursday's game? Brocktober? No, no. He's better. <laughs> yeah. Big cock Brock. <laughs> Big cock That's, not bad. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it, I figured, well, and I texted you this, Grant. I, I figured out why he's looking so good is because he's very used to throwing to Hawkeyes. He's used to throwing to guys, to people with ties to the University of Iowa. Yeah. Which is, yeah, exactly why him and George are looking looking so good. And oh, Tell my fancy like, team, so keep it up. Oh, no. Packers did not quite score yet. Hopefully Christian Watson gets the cutter. Not not Aaron Jones because I'm playing him. But back to the Cowboys. I want Aaron Jones to score. But he's not in. He is not in. Oh, and there yeah. it is. It is uh, AJ Dillon again. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones people just have to be absolutely just pissed. And the quad father. Yeah. And back to the Cowboys. So Cowboys, big thing for them. No turnovers. Get away from the turnover bug. They cannot give a very good Eagles team more chances. That's what bit them in the first game. Make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. Make it obvious passing situations. Keep him in the pass rush. We need Demarcus Lawrence. We need Anthony Barr. We need Micah Parsons to have big games on the pass rush. They need they need four-plus sacks. And I'll do my own goals. Four plus sacks, zero turnovers. And offensively, is they, they got to get back, run the ball effectively. They got to get back to the, like we said earlier in the podcast, that they got to get back to less stack is more. You know, get back well, to and- game planning with when, like, Cooper rushes the quarterback. 
Well, and Dylan, I'd even go in far as far and say they almost need to be 40% on third down. Yeah. And, and, and extend drives because against this Eagles defense, you're not going to score in chunks. You need to go seven, eight, nine, ten 10 plays down the field. And if you want to do that, you got to be 40% from third down. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And big thing I'd probably say would be uh, for my third goal here is I have no turnovers. And I'll say 40 rushing attempts. Dallas needs to play this on their terms. And it, even if, yes. if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, they there's no reason why they need to throw the ball at all. Because I think this rushing attack is good enough to where they can run the ball 40 times, they can average five yards a carry. And if they do that, I, I, I really like their chances. Mm-hmm. Let let the Zeke and Pollard show take you take you to the promised land. Less is more. Even I would like to see Dak a little bit more involved in the run game. Well, you know, he's got he, – you know, are they still maybe afraid with that broken ankle? Or does maybe Dak not want to run as much anymore, you know, since he had that two years ago? Maybe. I don't know. But this is December, man. You the, you, you take the reins off. You take the handcuffs off. You – you got to do what you got to. You got to take, do what it takes to win, and if it yeah. means running him a little bit more, like having five. I think there's no there's no excuse now that they can't have five design runs for Dak in a game. True. Sure. I'm not saying he's got to be like what Jalen Hurts is in the run game, but just have it enough to respect it, especially like if they want to run a read option or his own read. You know, make make that DN sit there and think a little bit. Yeah, make exactly. them respect just, it. Yeah, not go right to Paul or Zeke. So, and then also, you know, for me, the the Cowboys need to slow the Eagles' running game down because I'll play the card. If Minshew is the quarterback, you want him in second nine and third and sevens. Don't let him, don't let Sirianni and this Eagles' offensive staff let Gardner get comfortable where he's in third and three and third and four, and then you have the best offensive line in the NFL going downhill and wearing your undersized front four out in Dallas. They have to stop the run and they have to, they have to make the Eagles pass so then they can rush the passer and they can wear this offensive line out because this Eagles offensive line is great. But if any offensive line, if you get them going backwards and they have to pass protect, they're not as good. But if you get those big, those big boys moving forward, it could be a long day at the ballpark. Yeah, well, and it, if they get the pass rush going, it's going to help out their depleted secondary because they're going to exactly. they're, he's going to have less time to throw the ball. Exactly. But I think that's all we got for football talk today. Are there any other games you guys want to talk about? I really don't. I don't know the schedule. I don't know the schedule that that well. Um, there's just a, I know some awful, awful Christmas Day games, like when the NFL made this schedule. It had a lot more to be promised than what what they gave us. I mean, well, the Thursday night one's going to be a doozy. Actually, you know, low key, that might that actually might be, be a, a, yeah. game of the week. You know, before Jets, Jets, last Jets year, last year would have been a doozy. It would have been a doozy, but you know that might that might be it. I mean, 
you know, besides the Eagles and, and Cowboys, there's not a whole lot. Christmas Day, you got, you know, Packers, Dolphins. Yeah. Um, that might be – that's probably the best one. Oh, well, yeah, because you got Broncos, Rams at 330. No one in Los Angeles is going to go to that game. Is Russell Wilson going to play? The Rams suck. We don't know. Buccaneers, Cardinals. Colt McCoy got a concussion last week. Who knows if he can even clear protocol. Tampa Bay's offense doesn't want to function all year. That game is going to be unwatchable. And then Chargers Colts on Monday night, Jeff Saturday is going to find try to find another way to lose that game because he's had two, you know, bad losses as a head coach with time management right now. So a bad week in the NFL for Christmas week for games. Commanders Niners might be okay. They got the, uh, the 40th anniversary of the uh, Immaculate Reception Raiders Steelers. That's like 50. watching paint dry. 72. There's oh, a... yeah, shit, dude. It, it is 50. Oh, yeah, that, game, that game's going to be awful. That one. Yep. And Texans Titans. I bet you. I know Grant's chomping at the bit to watch that one. You're damn straight, I am. I don't blame or, him. Or Saints Browns. Oh, now you're talking. Now that's right up my alley. Two two great cities. Um, there's places in America you want to go: New Orleans and Cleveland. Woo! I've heard New Orleans is a lot of fun. It's a good time. I just don't feel safe. I don't know if I'd be able to come out there alive. Very true. Uh, well, Lions Panthers that could have some playoff implications. Yes, that one will. Uh, Falcons Ravens. No, I'm good. Now, like we said, these games, they're not, it's not a good week. Commanders, 49ers. Ooh, that yeah. could be an ugly one. That could be a bloodbath. Yeah. Have we seen the commander's offensive line attempt to, to block people this year? Uh, not yet. Yeah. And you think they're going to do it against Nick Bosa and um, Armstead and, and, and company this week? I don't think so. Nope. So that's it. For some NFL talk, Ethan, did you watch the last episode of Yellowstone? I did. Um, What'd you think? Well, one, I don't think there's any way Beth leaves to go with Rip on the down south, even though she wants to. I don't think they can afford to do that because um, John Dutton has a big battle to face. He does. He does. And Jamie, we'll see if he lives. Jamie, we'll see if he lives to uh, see through what he wants to do because there's he is an awful person and deserves to go to the train station. I hope he does. We got to wait two weeks for the finale of it. It'll be a little. I think I don't think they kill him because it'd be too obvious because they can track who put it into that trust fund, and it's going to be too obvious to kill the, the literally the attorney general of Montana. I think that'd be too obvious. If there's a. If but, the, this this is the cowboy mafia. If there's a will, there's a way. There's yeah, a way of covering it up. Do, do we know it? They they said the same thing about Jimmy Hoffa. We don't know where Jimmy Hoffa is. He might be under Jimmy, the old Meadowlands Stadium. Jimmy's in Texas. Jimmy's in Texas with his new girlfriend. His I'm not. Fiance. No, I'm not saying. I'm not that Jimmy. I'm talking about Jimmy Hoffa. I don't remember who, who the hell is Jimmy Hoffa. He was he was the the head of the Teamsters way back when. Have you get you, like? The Irishman. Have you guys seen that movie on Netflix with Robert De Niro? Sure, that was like sixty years ago. This is this is modern stuff now. Yeah, I have not. All right. Well, then I can't help you. But there there would be a way that, and it would nobody would question it. It would be cheered. It would be supported. But 
the cool part the other part cool i, I thought it was funny was the uh the branding episode because and i talked about i share when i shared it i said that it brought back memories from when i was a kid and we'd go out to the farm and we would brand and just uh being around your family and enjoying the company and being able to work together and moving cows it was uh it was just brought back those those fond memories that you have and part of you wishes that you were able to go back and do it again the other part you probably now that you're a little bit older it's like this is a lot of hard work but there there's some of the best branding out at my grandpa's farm that was some of the best memories i'll ever have and share share with my family there you go very nice yeah so I get. I suppose, Grant. We uh, we will kick it over to you. Or well, what do you what do you guys got? Christmas plans at all? Um. Yeah, we'll be going to Hannah's parents on Christmas Eve, and then her brother flies in. I want to say Friday from Charlotte, and then we'll be with them all weekend. Okay. All right. And Grant. We're just uh, we're hanging out in Mankato, going down Mankato. with it. The- Going down, going to Cato with the going to go to the underground. Going back with the Castor Clan, the uh, you know roommate, Mr. Alec, him and the family. They go to Cabo each year, lucky bastards, for for Christmas. So well, you're uh, going there in April. I am going there in April, so I got nothing. To, I got nothing to complain about there. So uh, I'm on dog patrol. Uh, ah. So Raleigh's uh, annual Christmas with the Casters. So the pup, she'll be making the trip down with me to Mankato, and uh, you know Christmas stuff, hanging out with family, eating good food. Acting like we're smart and and laughing. There you go. All, all, all the good stuff with with a little pup there who's gonna get on my nerve because that's what she does. But that's okay. You got a new pup? No, with Ralph. Oh, I just okay. It. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if you guys got a new new dog. No, nope, no, nope, no new no new dog. Gotta ask some questions, but I'll uh yeah, I'm just hanging out here, going over to my grandma's on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. I'll, do uh, just my family, parents, and sister. Uh, we'll go to go to mass Christmas Eve, and then go back home. Eat, eat. I think I think there's some prime rib on the menu. Oh, there you go. Sounds terrible. Yep, prime rib, some cheesy hash browns, whatever else we make. I'm probably gonna eat way too much of it. Oh, naturally. Yeah, that's fair. And then we'll, we'll we'll open and presents Christmas Eve within the. Uh, with the family and then Christmas Day, like I said, go over to my grandma's and with my aunt and uncle's cousin's grandma and have some fun. And then I you got Monday off. Your, uh, you should show Dylan your present for me. Oh yes. You you you'll enjoy this, Dylan. Yes, sir. Oh boy. It's it's awesome. It's just too great. If you lived here, you would have got a present too, but I don't ship. That's a shit's expensive. Oh. So well you can just order it and then ship it to my house just put punch my address in so dylan as you know i'm not much of a coffee stand but a couple weeks ago i was over here on a thursday night ethan and i we were watching the thursday night game it was cold so we jokingly made some hot chocolate but since ethan didn't have a coffee muck we put it in the measuring glass uh cup so ethan was at the store and bought me a coffee cup that I, you know i might not use but it might go up in my room as decoration and here it says it's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I like that. 
<laughs> I like that. Well, and it, and it's fitting for the uh, weather you guys are about to have. It looks like yeah, you guys yeah, had a exactly. blizzard warning. We had it last week, so you guys can have it. It's just going to be cold. And like you said, it is, it, well, it, it already looks like fuck this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was between that one and another one that said, it's okay. Santa doesn't believe in me either. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, Great shop. So, yeah, thank you, Ethan and, and Hannah, for this. Uh, I was not expecting it. Now I feel like a bad friend because I feel like I owe these guys a gift. Oh, absolutely not. Um, Unless it says something with fuck on it. Well, I might have to go to that store. You might have to check it out. In Golden Valley and check her out. Um, what type of store is this? Patina. Patina. Show, the, show, me, show me your. Oh, yeah. I sent him a photo of oh, it. Oh, yeah. He oh, saw it. That, oh, that's fantastic. My potato uh, towel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I made sure to send him it, but I didn't want to show send it to you because I, I wanted you to see it in person. Naturally. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I yeah. appreciate that. I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so we're talking Christmas here. And what do people do on Christmas? You know, Dylan, like you said, you get together with family. You eat way too much food, a prime rib, cheesy potatoes. Have a glass of um, wine. You know what? I'm not a, I'm not a wine guy, but multiple. Um, since it makes you guys happy and it's Christmas Day, I'm going to let you guys do you. And you're going to have a lot of cookies. Well, you know what? The alcohol, the food, the sugar, you're going to get full. And what are you going to do as a family? You're going to sit back and you're going to watch a movie. But there's plenty of Christmas movies out there. And instead of talking about which ones we like the most, kind of like how we said last week with the overrated food, I want to know what's your most overrated Christmas movie slash Christmas movie that you just can't stand. Mm. Where it's almost like it's a cult classic and you don't understand because it's just not a good movie. I have one. Uh, there's two versions of this movie. Um, sorry, Dylan, Aaron Jones just scored. Uh, but uh, ooh, ouch. So one of the versions is good. The animated version is good. I think I know where he's going with this. But the the real one's not, and that's the Grinch. Yes. I, I think the, the non-animated one is absolute trash. It never should have been made. And whoever made it should probably be in prison for life. But you know, that's just my perspective, but it's the right one. You're so right, dude. The 30 minute animated one they show on ABC yeah, is great. so much better so than the Jim, so much better than the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, the Jim Carrey one sucks and it should just be deleted off of everything. I told, it's kind of an insult to the world. When I told that to Caleb and Courtney, you know, they're now in Florida and I, I miss those guys, but they thought I was crazy. No, it's terrible. They were like, You're part of the minority who doesn't like the real Grinch. Yeah, it's because the animated version is better. Almost every animated movie is better than the real thing. That is absolutely true. I would, I would agree. I would say, probably say that would be the one that I would, I think, yeah, the Grinch, the Grinch, Jim I Carrey. I swear to God, if never did anything for me. Or something, I'm gonna fucking kill you. No, no, that's okay. Someone, okay. Someone, someone earlier today said Christmas vacation, and they shall not be named. Hannah. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 time out. She said, she said that Chris, Christmas vacation was good or was it was bad? Overrated. Bad. Bad. What? Yeah, I know, I know. First big red flag. <laughs> That's a toxic trait if I've ever seen one. Yeah. We're going to have a little discussion tonight. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, the, the Christmas vacation is a classic. Anything yeah. National Lampoon's is funny. I don't oh, care what man. anybody says. I got my dad an actual, like, uh, Christmas vacation. I think I sent it to you guys. 
talking about the jolliest assholes on the west side of the Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. He was throwing some heaters on Facebook too on Saturday. Oh my God, he, came out of, he had a little too much wine. Oh, uh, and I would. Uh, I saw this. I saw this on so I can't remember whatever social media it was. I, one of them, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But what are the three? The three Chris. Oh well, I guess Grant, you have to answer. What's your uh, most overrated Christmas movie? Uh, to me, it's a Christmas story. Oh, okay. Well, that would it, probably be an honorable mention. I don't mind it. I think it, it had some funny parts to it. I have not, they, they have the new one that just came out on HBO. I still need to watch yeah. that. But I mean, for me, it's some kid, he gets a red rifle BB gun, shoots himself in the face, puts his tongue on a, on a, on a flagpole, that stupid lamp with the woman's leg and the fishnet stockings on there. I just, I don't get any of it. And the worst part for me is this guy's it's based out of Indiana. What the oh, hell happens in Indiana? In nothing this country? good. Nobody in this country says, let's go on vacation to Indiana friends. Yeah. It's, still, it's dumb. It, I just, I don't understand how it can be on for 24 hours a day on TBS on Christmas day and people will watch it all the time. I, just, I will say this. Um, if you if you go to Indiana, you have to go to the Indy Speedway. That's worth it. That's, that's the only that's thing. The only thing. Yeah. You go Memorial Day for the Indy 500 to check out the Speedway and maybe the Brickyard. You kiss the bricks and you're you good kiss to go. the bricks and you're good to go. It's it's it's. I just I don't get the premise of that movie. I think it's stupid. Um, I just I've never been able to watch it, and I don't understand how it's a cult classic. It just is. It's uh, it's kind of that. Feels like it was like one of those. Like, it was like almost that first Christmas comedy. Because, I mean, you look at all the ones, like, previous to that one. Because I don't remember when it was set. But, like, you look at, like, Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life. Those are all kind of those, like, feel-good Christmas stories. And, I mean, if, if you really want to have a discussion of them, I, I think you could just classify it as a whole of overrated Christmas movies as anything on the Hallmark Movie Channel. Oh, yes. Yeah. That are on from... The week before Halloween until President's Day. And it's the same exact story every single time with just different yeah. actors. I mean, yeah, five five minutes into it, you know the ending. Oh. And it's gonna it's gonna be awful. Oh. This girl that lives in a small home in a hometown. In this small town. Some guy, big city guy. Oh, they're gonna fall in love and get married. Huh. Next movie. Huh. Just who would have flipped? Who would have saw this coming? Yeah. Yeah, people watch this shit like it's like it's the NFL. It's like they don't know what's gonna happen. Except there's more. It's more inter- The NFL's way more entertaining. We should never. No. Be, we should no, never be Hallmark movie and right now, the now. NFL in the same <laughs> in the same channel. Con- it's, it's same con- uh, discussion. It's just it's it's ridiculous. It's it's like they're gonna know the ending. They're gonna know. They're not gonna know. They're, they're gonna. They're know. gonna know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's truly my mom's biggest flaw. Um, I thought they don't flaw if you ask me. It is. So, but yeah, like I said, for me, it's a Christmas story. I just, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get how it's a cult classic, and I just think it's a dumb movie. Okay, so what are your, your, your top three Christmas movies then? Christmas Vacation one. Christmas Vacation one. Okay. Uh, 
the original Home Alone. Yes, yes, the original Home Alone. And and you can pair them with with the the one and two. The other okay. ones don't count because those are terrible. Okay, yeah, but I'm still gonna go with the OG. I'm gonna uh, go with Home Alone yeah. one. And then number three, uh, you gotta go Elf. Absolutely. I mean, what, what great movie doesn't have someone, some elf stalking you while singing in the shower? You know? Yeah, shout out to jo- Zoe yeah. Deschanel. Yeah, you know, shout yeah. out to Zoe like and, Will, and Will Ferrell. Yeah. Uh, another question is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Well, I, I, I haven't seen it, seen it yet, so I can't say it's probably something that, that might, I think I've just created a, an assignment for me before our next episode when I record it is that I'm going to watch Die Hard and I will determine if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. So there we go. What, uh, what movie is it with uh, Tim Allen and they're about to go on vacation? Christmas Santa Claus. That is... Oh, no. no, no yeah. It's not Tim. Is it Tim Allen? It's Tim Allen because him and his wife, they have the one daughter. She's going to like the Peace Corps or something. And the Honduras or whatever, and they're gonna not do Christmas. Yeah, and he goes gets super, super, super tan, and the whole neighborhood yes. like hates him because he doesn't put his lights. He does. Yeah, stuff. he does. Yeah, that's a that's another classic. Well, that's I love, a good, I love I that. Yeah, that's a good that's one. A good, that's a good one. But well, another good one is is the Santa Claus trilogy. Or yes. However many yeah. that, those were good. With Tim Allen, you haven't seen those. I probably have it. Oh, they're fantastic, bro. Yeah. You got it. You got it. I feel I feel like I have, but they're just not as good as the others, so I don't watch them. That's true. It, it gets pushed under the rug after the three we said with Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, and Elf. And Elf, yep. But, but yeah, I know, big big Christmas with the Cranks guy, because Tim Allen is just hilarious. He's a good man. He is. Funny guy, too. Oh, he's hilarious. There was the one on Netflix last year that got, that was pretty funny. I can't remember the name of it, but. She like this chick like flies across the country. He got she basically got catfished. It was we watched it as a uh, family Christmas movie last year on Christmas Eve, but I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. But anyways, I'll think of it probably when we're done. But have you said yours? I think he agreed with you on. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Grinch. The real, the real okay. Grinch. Still Christmas. Yep. So, you guys got anything else? I don't think so. I'm, I'm no. Good. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, sir. And Merry Bye. Christmas to everybody listening. We appreciate all you guys. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, where we'll be posting other content go follow us on our youtube channel where we'll be posting the full show and shorter segments of the show that'll be out on friday bright and early so thank you thank you guys again for listening merry christmas and we'll talk to you next week